Wait, don't touch it. Born in the USA. Okay, I just broke her water. Her mucus plug. A little pixie. Bob Vance. Yoda. Why did you bleed on the sheets? She bit the wrong twin. <laughs> Wake up, Esper Brain. I just die in my pants. Oh, we know, Ryan. We know. That was the day that cargo shorts died. Front or back what? If there's three urinals and nobody's there, I'm going for the middle. Are you familiar with the Olympics, Adam? Naked in a bell tower with a sniper <laughs> rifle. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Mr. Wood, Miss Head, you have pissed on me. <laughs> Clothes sort of flying out on the interstate. The worst case of hemorrhoids in human history. Welcome to the show. Today is Monday, December 23rd, and from the common denominators, we want to wish everyone a early, very Merry Christmas. So hopefully everybody's out there having a, you know, a safe holiday time. And to those of you who just won your fantasy football championship, congratulations. I hate you yeah, uh, because I've been even, out for weeks. So. I didn't even make the playoffs. So. Yeah. Lance, I'd like to say thank you for my uh, early Christmas present um, of you hosting this episode. <laughs> Feels really good over here in the dugout. <laughs> Round out about five in. seconds ago. <laughs> well, boys, you're not a legit podcast. You have a year in review. So let's roll. Let's roll. All right, so gents, uh, just like every good podcast, we're going to dive back into some of our more memorable moments, and we've kind of went back and researched and talked about some things we'd like to kind of throw into a little year in fun, and it's kind of funny going back and listening. I guess one of my favorite things is some of the stories that come out of the podcast that I had no idea existed that some of us told or told on ourselves, and I guess to do a year in review, you got to go all the way back to the beginning to episode one where we kind of labeled it fears, failures, and vasectomies. If you haven't listened to that, that ought to, that ought to do it right there. But uh, I guess my favorite thing that came out of that was was our buddy Jansen uh, kind of telling about how he became a doctor um, with his own vasectomy. Believe it or not, Adam and I actually visited the same doctor. Uh, I think in the group I was the first one that decided to get this done. So it wasn't a buddy, right? Y'all didn't go at the same time. No, nah, we should have, and we could have <laughs> held hands, but it didn't work out that way. So for some reason, I've always been a little weird and loved like surgery channels and watching live surgeries and stuff like that. So I was pretty pumped about actually getting this done. Watched a couple of vasectomies on YouTube uh, just to see. That's so when you I hope could... your wife doesn't see your Google search. I didn't do it at work. So I did watch a couple surgeries just so I knew what to expect. If the doctor passed out, I could finish it, whatever I needed to do. But uh, yeah, so... I go visit the doctor. He checks me out, which is awkward in itself. Take your pants down. He checks you. He even made a comment. Adam talked about how he's a comedian. He was telling me how the surgery would go. He said, yeah, we can we can lay you down on the table. He said, you can hold it under your chin or I can tape it to your chest. And he was like, uh, laughed about it. And I said, yeah. I said, uh, I wish that was the case, but um, not this time. But anyways, uh, so after that, you wait like a pretty long time before you actually have the procedure done. So you got a lot of time to think about it. So same situation. I get brought into the uh, get brought into the room, scared to death. I knew a friend of mine's wife worked there, and I was terrified she was going to walk in, and that that's just beyond awkward. So she comes in, she gets me set up. I did my prep work at home. I recommend doing it like a couple weeks in advance. So if you do have any nicks or scrapes, you don't want to. Go in with your balls looking like Freddy Krueger. Um, so get it good. So you recommend a good Mach 3 Turbo? Mach, well, straight like a safety razor and just use some shaving cream on them and get them, get them glistening. Um, so I went in. You get laid back, like Adam said. She tapes your twig to your wherever it reaches. And uh, then you wait. And I waited. For about 45 minutes, uh, the nurse, however, stayed in the room, and she'd leave and come back in. She was on her phone some, so I don't know if she was taking pictures. And <laughs> was going it and pointed like at you? <laughs> uploading them. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so after a long wait, he comes in. He said he apologizes. You know, he had a surgery that went long, and, and that's when they start the prep work. The most painful part of all, they give you a shot, like directly into your ball sack, and <laughs> it feels... Like somebody is stepping on them and just smashing them in the floor. 
Uh, after that, you feel nothing, except like tightness. I'm this weirdo that likes this stuff, so I'm like up on my elbows, like looking down as, as best I can to see what's going on. And he's like, do you want to see what I'm doing? And I'm like, yeah, I'd love to. At that time, you know, he kind of slices it open and he pulls out what's called the Vans Deferin. Oh, yeah, which the Vans Deferins, yeah. Yeah, so it looks just like a piece of spaghetti. Oh, so I had spaghetti uh, for supper last night. Yeah. Yep. So it's a little tougher than that, kind of like, uh, almost like an umbilical cord type, you know. It's out dente. Real tough, yeah. yeah. Once he starts his procedure, there's this burning sensation. Not sensation, but a burning smell. And it does sound a little bit like a like a sparkler on the 4th of July, where it's kind of like... Definitely. I, I remember that sound, that smell, distinctly. He then says, would you like to look at a piece of it? Because they... Cut a piece out, and they send it off to, for testing, make sure there's no diseases or cancer. But I say, yeah, sure. So he shows me a piece of it, and he sets it down on the tray. Well, then a few minutes later, um, I'm getting really into it at this point. I'm almost, like, looking down at it. I'm bent so far forward. And out of nowhere, for whatever reason, I start, like, reaching like I'm going to assist. And I get down so close <laughs> that the doctor says, wait, don't touch it. You hadn't scrubbed in yet. <laughs> I know, I know. So here I am, like, trying to assist in this, in my own vasectomy, because I got so wrapped up in it, I, th- I guess I thought I could touch it. I don't know. But uh, he said, don't touch it. I backed off. He finished up. I think they cauterized the end of it, put a little staple in, tuck everything back in, and sew you up. Afterwards, no pain, put my clothes back on, drove back home, hung out on the couch for a couple days, and uh, that's about it. Well, there you have it. Jansen, the ultimate storyteller, talking about how he could potentially do his own surgery, apparently. The thing I take most from that, mm. you know, we're, we're not that far removed from Halloween. Mm. And, of course, all the Halloween movies come on. And for whatever reason, after hearing that story, the first time I saw Friday the 13th and Freddy popped up, all I could think about was Jansen's scarred nutsack. <laughs> <laughs> Jansen definitely took it to a different level, Um Unfortunately, Jansen has not been with us on the pod for a while. We should have probably mentioned that up front, but um, he is—he's in our thoughts and prayers always. <laughs> so, sort of playing off of that topic of fertility. Um, if, if you're new to the pod and you and you notice the first few episodes that we have, we for some reason spent a lot of time down south, um, Mexico. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was a below the waist podcast there for a little. The while. first few, yeah. Um, so one of the things we talked about in the second episodes, which is entitled Hybrid Hamster Children, we talked about kind of the opposite of not wanting to get pregnant, but trying to get pregnant, uh, which a couple of us did have a few issues with. One was Lance. Lance is going to talk about uh, his time in the room. The thing that sticks out most is when I'm in the room, I'm walking over towards this chair, and there's a there's a small boombox that's playing. It's playing very softly. And... As I get closer to it, it's playing Born in the USA. <laughs> born in the USA, I was born. Okay, everybody knows the song. That's right. So it was there that I finally mustered up the courage, and I was like, you know what? I've got to do this. If, if not for myself, for America. <laughs> America needs me right now. For the boss. Yeah. That's been so, your go-to love-making song ever since. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can't get... I can't get that out of my head now. Every time I hear the song, I'm always going to think about The Room. So looking back at this, Lance, I have a question. At some point when you were there prepping to do all this, there was a nurse assisting. What in the world made whoever this was think what you needed to hear? Because you said it was already playing softly in the corner. It was already playing. Thought that you needed to hear Born in the USA to get your motivation. I have no idea. My guess is they just chose the the least offensive radio station (laughs) they could find and... It was like, you know, classic rock hits from the 80s yeah. or something like that. Lance, when are we going to get the uh, full rendition of uh, Born in the USA? Uh, I think what I did there was sufficient. Uh, it sounded like I was pretty stuffed up that day, too. So, um, that wasn't your best effort. Yeah, it wasn't my best effort, but that's, that's what you get. That'll be our bonus episode. All right, so you guys might remember that uh, Lance and Timmy got over their fertility issues, and it wasn't uh, long till. Baby Jackson was on the way. And we didn't need the room to get over it, you know? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, just, they just needed born in the U.S. That's right. So in, in episode number six, Dula Umblongada, one of my favorite parts was Lance 
reminiscing about uh, the doctor uh, breaking Timmy's water. So the doctor comes in there and, you know, he looks around. He does his, you know, whatever he's doing when he's looking around up there. And um, all of a sudden he, you know, he stands up and he's like, okay, I just broke her water. You did what? Like literally just broke, like like he had his hands down there for. And he didn't ask. Yeah, yeah. He, he did not ask <laughs> Even permission. I know that's messed up. Yeah. They're yeah. supposed to yeah. ask. You ask for consent. Like one of you break it, you buy it. You used to clean out the drain. <laughs> yeah. No means no. You ask for consent. So anyways, yeah, he just turned to me and said, yeah, I just broke her water. You'll be kidding me. Like, so like when the water breaks, you know it's go time. Right, right. So, yeah, they break the water and... and you, bro- you broke what? his nose. And- <laughs> Has there been a restraining order placed against you for going after this doctor after that was happening? Should be a restraining order placed against him. I'm no going kidding. near my wife again, <laughs> yeah. breaking her water without let's permission. Hope, did, he, lost- did he smoke a cigarette afterwards? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Better not have. Let's hope, he lost really his medi- him. Well, let's hope he lost his medical license for that. Well, my favorite part of that is just when you say, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> I just It's the visual. I can picture you in the room with just the look on your yeah. face, your your hands kind of up. and like yeah. well, I'm like, what? this wasn't in the baby books. Like, <laughs> yeah, come on now. that was none of that. <laughs> well, that episode was chocked full of hilarious stories. But one of my other favorites was somehow a, a group of middle-aged men started talking about mucus plugs. Do you all remember that? Oh, yeah. This is an area where we obviously have some expertise. I wasn't planning on it. I think I'm the one that, that initiated that whole conversation. But Jansen being Jansen, of course, yeah. later in the episode, he happens to have a story about a mucus plug. The mucus plug story. Jennifer lost her mucus plug at the Nashville Zoo <laughs> at the... Um, the flamingo exhibit. So next time you walk past there, was it bouncing around like a pebble on the ground? On the <laughs> no, no, sidewalk or what? She went to the bathroom. It's more of a splat. <laughs> she went to the bathroom and she came out. And she was like, "I just lost my mucus plug. We got to go." I still don't understand what a mucus plug is. I didn't know what it was to that conversation. Do you think when the doctor broke Timmy's water, he also like stole her mucus plug? I and think put it in he his pro- probably did. I bet that guy's got probably a yeah. jar of mucus plugs. <laughs> <laughs> If you hadn't figured it out already, the first six episodes were sort of disgusting. I don't know why we spent so much time talking about really disgusting <laughs> we things. We had to get all our juvenile behavior out of the way in the first No, we didn't, actually. Yeah. There, there's <laughs> way more juvenile behavior yeah, coming The first 13 the to 20 episodes. Yeah. At least the disgusting part of our juvenile behavior. <laughs> Most of it was covered in the first six episodes. So We'll get to wiping later. Yeah, right. I just always wondered what the... Uh, what the zookeeper came around and found <laughs> a mucus plug when they were sweeping up the sidewalk. Is that what a slug? Heck yeah. it was. Yeah. Something died right here. <laughs> well, one of the zebras might have eaten it, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of babies and newborn babies, Ryan, as far as I'm concerned, coined a coined a, a phrase or a, a word on this podcast that oh. I will never look at the same called Pixie. Oh, I knew where <laughs> so this was going. Let's uh let's hear the story of when Ryan decided to take a little Pixie. Let me take you back to 2006. I'm in church. And during church, I look up about six or seven rows in front of me, and there's this girl from Lipscomb that I would say we were acquaintances, friend. I would call her a friend. We didn't know her. I didn't know her real, real well. But it was enough to where I was excited to see her, and I wanted to go say hello. So church is over. She's sitting down the pew. People are kind of milling around talking, so I make my way up there. And when I do, I I notice that she is holding a baby. And how I know that she's holding a baby is I see two little feet hanging out from underneath a a white blanket. And that's all I can see. Well, y'all probably know where I'm going. You're probably thinking uh, there should be some red flags here, a big big siren going off like do not proceed. But I didn't have kids. Uh, I didn't see any any of the warnings. So the logical thing in my mind was, let me just grab the corner of that blanket and take a little pixie under there. Oh no. So, uh, she's evidently what I quickly find out. She is nursing child underneath this blanket. And you uh, just went peekaboo on the baby. I went a little peekaboo. Um, my body is feeling some of the same feelings that felt at that time, <laughs> which is red. really, really red. <laughs> There's blood rushing to my face at this point. I see, uh, Without getting too graphic, I saw, all I can say, I'll just say I saw uh, the baby was latched. I'll tell you that. Oh, okay. So I'm freaking out. You don't prepare for these types of scenarios. Uh, they just don't run through your mind. What makes matters even worse is at the same time that I do this, her husband, who I do not know, walks up behind her and standing over, and he sees this happen. Oh, no. <laughs> the plot thickens. Yeah. 
so probably the most, as if it's not awkward enough at this point, the most awkward part is how I decided to handle it. There are three seconds of dead silence and we're just sitting there. Everybody, she's thinking, who's this perv, you know, that's lifted (laughs) up the blanket. Her husband's probably wanting to punch me in the face. I have no idea. And I'm sitting here just thinking, how do I end this? So my, my exit strategy was to act like it didn't happen and just go, all right, then good to see y'all. And I ran out, you know, without running, I was walking as fast as I could. And that's it. It's so reference this, you said 06? Around so 06. So you're late 20s? Let's see. Yeah, I'll be in my late 20s. So, so yeah. no, it's not like you were 12 and walked up and didn't know what was happening. You were, no. yeah. A grown man. You, grown you, man. You should have known at this point. Yeah. Like this was, yes. Yeah, once I became a dad and I was around babies, I realized that I probably should have known this. But I just didn't pick up this lesson anywhere in life. I don't know why. Well, when it happened and when I retold it the first time, I'm almost equally as embarrassed hearing it uh, again for the third time. I have been asked quite a few questions about that, about about you, the, uh, the, pixie. the pixie situation. I'm like, how in the world? Have you found yourself struggling to defend me? Yes. I'm like, I, I don't have a defense for him. Like, how in the world did he not know what was going Ryan, on? Eight, Ryan, full disclosure, was not eight years old. Yeah. You were, you were like... 20s, right? Yeah, mid 20s. Yeah, yeah probably 20s. was in the mid 20s. You're a grown man. Let's just leave it. <laughs> yeah. I should have known. <laughs> should have known, as we've covered. So I can't remember if you covered this or not, but have you actually seen that person, or, you know, or her husband after that incident? Or are you has, trying to get me in trouble? I, I'm. I'm just curious. Are you if, like Facebook if, friends? If word has gotten, if word about the story on this podcast has gotten back that person, because we have a lot of mutual friends that you know listen to this podcast so i don't know i'm just curious i think the listeners are curious uh, too i can neither confirm nor deny if this <laughs> person happens to go to church with us now oh no and the plot still thickens well kind of moving on from uh from some of our childish shenanigans uh, focused around south of the belt you know we're big game players on here um and we get really get into our drafts and so that really brought on our large undertaking in the drafting game was our bunker drafts are you going with our six episode bunker draft? yes that drug out over several months so yeah i'm going to take it back to episode two again this was uh our man that puts the podcast together was lucky enough to draw the number one pick and there was some there were some questions around his number one pick Okay, so for the office character, I uh, I didn't want to go with the obvious, but maybe I did go with the obvious. I went with Bob Vance. Maybe you know him, Vance Refrigeration. Hi, <laughs> yeah. what, what kind of line of work is he? Yes, yeah. <laughs> he's in refrigeration. Uh, he seems to have a lot of knowledge about refrigerations, and he could probably whip us up a cooling apparatus of, of sorts. Oh, so, uh, Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration. You might ask if I regret that decision, and the answer is no. I don't regret picking Bob Vance. I mean, I, I still Pride. have the coolest bunker in of the bunkers. Coolest, you mean like temperature wise? No, it's, it's, it's cool. It's definitely not the coolest. It might be it might be male heavy, but at least I don't have uh, Dan Connor. At least don't, I don't, don't have bring, Dan Connor. Don't bring me into this. <laughs> yeah, this is about you. Adam. Full disclosure: when you made that pick. I had no idea who that person was, but what? I was embarrassed that to you, admit you it. Should that you be. just went with it. But looking back, I made a huge mistake in, in holding my time. Well, what surprised me, I think we were all so shocked. We didn't have the correct reaction at that time. We really let it slide we until later episodes. We let it slide, yeah. And then we kind of caught back up to what was going on with that. So, yeah. Because that was the very first pick of our very first draft. Yeah. So nobody wanted to question it. I yeah, I mean, like, oh, I'll go with the obvious. And there was Pam, nothing. There was we're a all need thinking to Michael it. Scott, Pam, Jim, Vance, oh, Vance Refrigeration. <laughs> yeah, like a, a fringe <laughs> character. I was going for pure comedic response. Full disclosure. That might have been the most shocking. Pick. Shock. Most. That's a good way to put it. The most shocking pick, Lance. But it was not probably the most controversial pick, as you'll hear in this next clip. Let Versus me go ahead and try to sell like like Lance did for Woody. When I typed in Google, um, movie, pets, this came back. So I'm going to throw out Yoda. Mastery. (laughs) 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 I can't even say it with a straight face. (laughs) Are you you sure you didn't type it into Bing? That sounds more like something Bing would would give you. Uh, Google Uh, knows better. Yeah, yeah, Google's better than that. And to add a little 
more clarity to that. We were drafting <laughs> pets, right? <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. it was and pet. Ryan decided to try to gain an edge by going with uh, Yoda. His pet Yoda. And the best part of this is, I'm kind of a Star Wars junkie. I'm kind of a science fiction guy. I love, you know, the new Disney stuff's come out, all those shows. Like, Ryan is the last guy at the table that I would assume would be a Star Wars guy. Oh, yeah. So to, <laughs> for him to try yeah. to squeeze maybe, in Yoda Maybe there. that's why I was confused on whether he was a pet or not. <laughs> yeah, like, he's that makes sense now. literally the central figure yeah. that makes the whole universe go, and he's trying to make him a pet. So, yeah, yeah it's as good as I Just remember. Just trying to make my bunker better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so look, I can't defend that Yoda pick, but I will definitely say it was – it's probably the hardest I've laughed out loud uh, on the podcast at, at my own expense <laughs> so far. Yeah. If I had to pick one moment that was the funniest from all of our podcasts, I have to go back to episode number four, Pet Peeves, Popcorn, Shrimp, and Plastic Oh, this is when the wives came into the pod, first time. First time the wives joined us, and we went around and, and uh, revealed our uh, pet peeves. And so let's listen to... Uh, <laughs> This could be anything. There was a lot of shenanigans mm-hmm. in there. Let's listen to what uh, Adam's wife, Julia, had to say. Oh, no. But the biggest one is him asking questions that don't need an answer. Like, do you really need to pack all that stuff? Do you really need to take your purse to church? And why did you bleed on the sheets? Oh, <laughs> Or we get the explicit rating on it. Yes. Yeah, all right, we're gonna cut that one out. Yeah, <laughs> oh my God. I, I, I'm happy to and answer all of those. Why yes. did you Please break my on. razor? I used his razor one day and I dropped it and I broke it. <laughs> oh and he God. asked me why I broke it. Uh, <laughs> this is amazing, and none of this is gonna get cut since we're uh, disclosing. I mean, you brought it up, so you have to own it. Well, that's okay. Enough. I'm good. Is it no, like no, a, no, I'm going to respond. Probably, yes, the okay. monthly thing. So, oh. this has happened. Here's why it upsets me. It's happened like three times. <laughs> All right. I mean, I get, I, and I'm not upset that, I'm not upset that she's bleeding. I'm upset that she's bleeding to such a degree that she's going through multiple layers of clothing, blankets, and everything else, and going on our very expensive mattress. So, so okay, now hold, let me finish. Let me finish. Excuse me, I have I have hey, the window. Adam has a chance to defend himself here, ladies. Thank you. Here's where it bothers me. I'm guessing that you women have like. You women. Oh, oh, no. This I'm is guessing, a beautiful train. I'm guessing that all of us have different absorption. Are you saying? Are you saying with wings or yes. how does this work? Should we stop? I think Lance's question was answered. Okay. Yes, yes, but just think of that. You've got this layer. You've got a pad. Yes, you've got that there, but you're moving around when you sleep. And so it moves around with you, and it it just doesn't always stay. But, okay, all right, all right. Okay, for the uh, listener's sake. Listen, we're not going to cut that out, but we're going to keep rolling here. There are doggy pee pads. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to leave it at that. Add extra layers to the bed. Golly. I I still cry every time I hear that. that's the best. But for multiple reasons. And uh, full disclosure, I'm not sure Julia completely regrets saying that. But, um, hey, man, it's real life. That's what happens. That's what uh, happens. And listen, that... Made for a good soundbite. That's one of the most shocking... Moments of the podcast, I'd say, <laughs> especially with Ryan's reaction, that was legitimately we did not see yeah. that coming. That's right there with you know, I think that and Lance peeing in the shower, are the two things that just stunned the podcast, <laughs> which we'll get to in his tracks. And uh, interesting that I also had like six women ganging up on me there, yeah. and it was getting a little tense. Yeah, you were digging a hole room. quickly. Yeah, that was during our um, corporate retreat. Well, I guess all marriages have a little bit of conflict. Uh, I can only imagine there's a little bit of conflict in the Knox household when uh, he and his twin brother were growing up and his mom uh, didn't execute her disciplinary plan properly. I don't remember this because I was too young, but uh, I've got an identical twin brother. And when we were about two, we got into this bad habit of biting each other. You know, And I think if you've got kids that are around that age and multiples, that's kind of a common theme. And my mom talked to our pediatrician about it and for some reason in the mid 80s the advice was uh, we'll bite them back 
Uh, and, uh, I remember this advice. Yeah, and, and, and there was some so, sound stuff coming out yeah, of the 80s. My, my mother uh, <laughs> took that took that advice. And uh, and then at one point when one of us bit the other one, uh, my mom followed up with what the doctor had prescribed. And then it was a family and then noticed zombies. and then noticed two <laughs> bite marks on that one baby. And so she realized she bit the wrong <laughs> twin. So one of us ended up with multiple bite marks uh, in that situation. And so that like completely wrecked my mother for for a while after that, uh, having to recover from trying to discipline us the right way and, and completely botching it and ended up biting us. Like eye twice. for an eye, two for two. Yeah, yeah. 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 I understand. I'd really love to have Daniel's mom on to tell that story in person. <laughs> yes. Or try to deny it, one of the two. She is a friend of the pod, too. Yes, so she trust is. me, we're not making fun of you. We're laughing yeah. with you, not at you. Yeah. So even though Daniel's mom failed in executing her disciplinary plan, she she, she at least had a plan. Yeah. But Kyle, when you were growing up, you, you told us a story that made me question whether or not you were actually disciplined as a child. Oof. So let's get into episode 15, Back to School, and uh, figure out what Kyle was doing as a kid. Mm, probably not good things. I had quite the rough start to school. I broke a girl's nose when I was in kindergarten, like punched her and broke her nose. Wow. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, I pinned a kid up in the monkey bar, <laughs> in the monkey bars. Man. <laughs> and this will be perfect for our bullying episode. Yeah. So, episode do, do y'all remember the... Uh, I'll tell you, the, the movie Crocodile Dundee. Y'all remember that movie? Oh, yeah. You remember when he hangs the guy out the window, smacks him around, wakes him up, calls him S for brains? Yeah. You know, wake up, S for brains. Mm-hmm. So I basically reenacted that. <laughs> <laughs> Hung a kid upside down on the monkey bars and smacked him in the face and called him S for brains. That was the straw that broke the camel's back to yeah, I got I got calmed down after that. I was a good kid after that, but yeah, I was had a rough start. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. big Paul a, Hogan fan as yeah. a young kid. I was a mean kid. <laughs> yeah, don't let your kids watch Crocodile Dundee. It really sets them off on a bad. Were you path. carrying a twelve inch uh, like machete blade in your side <laughs> yeah. too? Oh, that's not that, a knife. Snake skin handle. This is a knife. Yeah, so I got off, but after that, I was pretty good. And you've you've come a long way, Kyle. <laughs> a yeah. long way. Look, it was a rough start. I'm not yeah. gonna lie to you. The moral of this story is, and I've learned a valuable lesson. <clears throat> You need to watch what your kids are watching on TV because they will replicate it, yeah. even if it's a terrible Crocodile Dundee movie. Yeah, we we blame Crocodile Dundee and Paul Hogan. There's no <laughs> yeah, other explanation. Yeah, for Paul Hogan almost got me put in prison as a kindergartner. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, I'm not going to go down on my own here. I'm not the only one on this podcast that's committed a crime. It just turns out my crime was found out immediately. But somebody on this podcast, crime was a long game. It wasn't found out to years later. Mm. And he's just as equally as guilty as you'll find out in this clip. Uh, I've got a I got a pretty big one. It happened in sixth grade. I kept this secret other than from my best friend until my senior year. So the first time I ever told this story, our elementary school principal brought back the entire senior class. We were in the good pasture gym, the elementary gym, and so she opened up, you know, for stories and. For whatever reason, I said this is the time this to tell my, this story for the very I've first time. I've bottled this for six years. So you have to picture the scene of where I'm telling it. Uh, my mom would tell you that I was one to have streaks in my underwear when I'd oh. come home. You know, skid marks. And it typically happened because I was at PE and I was excited about it. And I did not want to come in, you know. So one day. He also didn't stand up to wipe. That's another, that's another <laughs> yeah. topic. So one day I am uh, – I've really got to go to the bathroom. I'm out on the playground, and there's no way I'm coming in. So P's over. I'm walking back. We're walking around the outside of the school, and uh, I've got on tidy whities as most sixth graders wore back in the day, and it just happens. Oh, God. I just diarrhea in my pants. Man has chat himself. No, I'm also fluffy, shopping in the husky section. Got red hair and probably a Bart Simpson T-shirt on, so my I didn't know how to handle myself. Is just the way <laughs> what I can say. And so I decide that the best way to handle this as a sixth grader, which lets you know how stupid all sixth graders are. I decide that you know what, just sit down at your desk and wait out the day. <laughs> <laughs> so I do. I look down and I've got on stonewashed jeans. And I notice that it looks like chocolate milk is starting to oh run God. through my oh, inner thigh. And I'm like, oh, gosh. And, but at this point, I'm like, I'm committed. we got like an hour left to school. Just wait it out. 
Well, the two girls in front of me, Brandy Jump, I remember being one of them, is starts doing the <laughs> <laughs> sniffing and turning around looking at me. The obnoxiously loud yeah. sniffing kid. So I, of course, start sniffing and turning around looking at the people behind me. <laughs> so well, good. Yeah, got to throw off. them off the yeah, trail, yeah. you know. <laughs> So I go up. Finally, it comes to the point where I'm like, all right, this is, I've got to do something. So I stand up, legs together, and I'm walking literally like a robot. Like my ankles are rubbing against each other. I'm trying to keep it all contained. And this is I, not obvious. Well, I just go up to the teacher and I say, I've got to go to the bathroom. Because in sixth grade, you just don't go to the bathroom. Yeah. You've got to ask. Go to the bathroom. I take my underwear off, clean up. And for whatever reason, I thought the best move to make would be to not throw my underwear in the trash can but to flush them down the toilet it's the perfect crime so i do flush your problems away flush them away get rid of the evidence so because nothing goes down better than a husky pair of underwear right so i do so that's it now you have to remember i'm telling this story my senior year as cheryl as our principal and so my whole senior class is there, and she starts shaking her head. And she says, oh, we know, Ryan. We know. And I'm like, what? And of course, the whole class is, you know, erupting in laughter. And she said, yeah. She said, she even made, like named the year. And she said, yeah, that was near the end of school. And uh, she's like, I don't know if you remember, but there was some construction in front of the school that <laughs> summer. She said, we, the pipes were clogged we had to dig up the front of the school and we found your underwear lodged in the pipes (laughs) and the cold class like erupts now this is again let's see six years six seven years later i've never told anyone and she says we still talk about it in the teacher's lounge to this day (laughs) that story never gets old oh my gosh at least my crimes didn't result in several thousand dollars being spent and and, and like an entire school knowing about it (laughs) Well, look, uh, I was guilty. Uh, you know, I was a sixth grader, so I was still an adolescent. Luckily for us, uh, there was one of us that revealed a similar story in episode number three. Sir, wear your pants. <laughs> oh, no. Let's, let's pass it over to Kyle. Mm. So I, I'm going to pick up from there. I don't know the exact year of this. This was late 90s, early 2000. Uh, got set up on a date. So your go-to when you had no money and a little bit of gas to get somewhere was go walk around at Opperland Hotel. So we get to Opperland Hotel, and we start kind of walking around and mingling around. And about 30 minutes after getting there, like my stomach just takes this, just just turns over. Of course, you got that awkwardness. Well, I'm going to run to the bathroom real quick, and you're not wanting your date to think you're in there killing it, you know, just murdering it so you're in there in kind of a hurry you know trying to make it quick as possible so anyways get through that i'm like okay thank goodness that's over so we continue on i may be 10 more minutes stomach turns again so at this point man i'm just like fighting what's going on in my stomach anyway so the night goes on and man i'm just like full cold sweat fighting this thing so we get through that and kind of like you know it's kind of late you know i was planning on dinner after that but i used whatever excuse i could to get out of dinner so I immediately, like, furiously speed her back to her parents' house and was like, oh, yeah, great time, blah, blah. And at this point, I'm just fully, I'm probably purple from my internal organs beginning to fail trying to hold this thing in. So she gets she gets out of the car, and, you know, I'm, at this point, there's no trust in letting gas out. So I've got to just, like, continue. And I'm, I'm maybe 20 minutes from home out in the country trying to get back to my house. And, of course, I'm speeding. I had a GMC pickup and was, I mean, had the ears peeled back on it trying to get home. Finally get turned on my road, man, and, and turning my driveway. At this point, I feel like I've run. My my insides have run a full marathon. We've competed in a, a triathlon. I'm just, I'm give out. And I'm like. So you're way beyond goosebumps. Oh, yeah. Level, I don't right? have goosebumps. I have mountains on me at this point. I'm just. And I get, I remember that feeling. I can, I'm back at that moment. I remember turning in my driveway thinking, I've made it. I've made it. It's by the grace of God, I've made it home. Is, is this Ben Stiller and Along Came Polly? Oh, yeah. This is full-on shark situation coming up. So I remember I literally put my truck in park, and, and I opened my door, and when I stood up, 
that was the the day that a pair of fruit loon and some american eagle cargo shorts died right there in my driveway i did i didn't the the finster had done all it could do for me she died right there it was over <laughs> so yeah who's it, this, listen who's it was early finster? i did i did go i did go on a date in cargo shorts but remember it was late 90s so but no, yeah, I was done right there. So I just eased behind the house, uh, derode the the shorts and underwear straight to the trash can, strolled up in my house and took five showers consecutively. And that was uh, that was the first and last date with that that girl. I'm sure she thought something was really wrong. Can't imagine why. Well, I knew better than to attack you on a situation <laughs> like that because I was afraid that story might come back to haunt me. Full disclosure: when we had put that episode together, that was not my original go-to story. And then I got here, I was like. You know what? For the sake of the pod, I've got to sacrifice myself, and I did. And, and your cargo gotten, shorts. And my cargo shorts. Who among us listening or at this table hasn't been there? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, everything before the pooping in your pants. Yeah, 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 I made it all the way. <laughs> I crossed the finish line. That's well, common denominator right there, Kyle. Yes, right. <laughs> for the pod. Well, you know, kind of, we got a, a little bit of a streak there talking about some of our habits. So we pun intended. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no doubt. So we, we decided at some point in our podcast it was time to right some of the wrongs in the world. So we got on a little uh, PSA announcement episode, and that was back in uh, episode 10, What Do You Stand For? And uh, we found out there was a, quite the divide among the denominators on a very important issue. Is it proper to, to front or back wipe? I think I think you're going to have to. There's been some confusion about yes. this. Right. Even amongst do, us. I need to, do I need to explain this? Yes. yes. All right. And, and not grave detail, just, okay. you know. <laughs> front wiping would be, this is the common denominator's definition of yeah. front wiping. You reach between your legs from the front back to your butt, and then you wipe from the back to, back towards the front. And this is the only way you could possibly get your knuckles wet, Ryan, is, is why <laughs> you've struggled that with this. That is your problem. I don't know. That is your problem. Listen, I know Adam does yeah, this. How does like, he sit down and do this? Never so, once have my knuckles touched the water, I'd like to say. <laughs> I don't yes. know how you do this. Adam, hold your hands up. How large are they? I've got yeah, pretty good size hands. They're yeah. medium. Okay. So that would be the front wiper. The back wiper would be the, the individual that reaches around to the very back, not between the legs, but to the back. The American Standard version. And wipes from the front <laughs> to the back. Yes. So like 98% of the population. It, you know, yeah, I, I literally only know two people in the world that do that, and they happen to be in this group. Well, how many people have you brought this up to, though? I mean, I, literally, I don't know anybody outside of this group that we've ever discussed this with that I have. True. So, were you born this way, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> Look, if, you, if you're looking for a question to get the, the conversation going at your New Year's party, <laughs> I think a, this is the one. And we need some feedback because this has never been resolved among the denominators. We still haven't really. No, we don't. We haven't ironed it out. Well, I, w- well, I mean, uh, you know, it's a small sample size, but the statistics would say that 20% of the population are uh, front wipers. <laughs> What statistics? But only 60% of the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what statistics? I mean, I'm, I'm kind of slightly ashamed to even call you guys my friends after <laughs> knowing that y'all are front wipers. Only slightly. But Amen, Lance. Anyways, Amen. staying with the bathroom theme, or bathroom etiquette, uh, we actually taught our fellow denominator, Adam, a valuable lesson on urinal selection. Oh, good. Well, mine, if there's three urinals and nobody's there, I'm going for the middle. Mm, I'm always going for whoa, an outside. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. You go for a middle, you're just asking so you're somebody just going to make somebody feel awkward. Either way, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you're the guy that literally fine, like... Change my answer. You, 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 you turn to your left slightly and you're, you're trying to talk to me while I'm peeing, right? No, that I'm not that do? guy at all. No, okay. no, no, no. I'm going on an outside one. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. typically if there's three, there's going to be two normal size ones and then the kitty one. I'll go for the outside one that's the tall one. Okay. I've got to go for like the one that. that's... Also, you know, you got to think of height too. So there are some that are a little bit higher up. Me, I'm you know a little shorter guy, so I've got to go for the the urinal. That's I don't want to say the kitty size one, the but you know, size. Yeah, I got to go for yeah. the smaller size urinal, but still one that's far away. Yeah. 
Adam, are you re- retracting what you would do yes, now? Yes, I am. I, I feel like that, other, that out. this yeah. episode is worth it. Adam yeah. has learned something today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when I walk in and I see three urinals and a guy's in the middle, I'm immediately shaking my head like. It's a total power move by Adam, yeah. though. Do, is yeah. this what you have it's, normally been doing? exactly right. You force people to go with yeah, the guy. Bullet, when the guy walks in, I give him a look like, go ahead. Yeah. yeah Pick a urinal. Go ahead. I dare you. I mean, what other podcast are you going to find that discusses urinal selection? Only one. Only one. Man, I've right. never seen a guy ever change his mind so quickly on something after I his, get flustered. After so, his wrongs have been righted. So where do you stand on that now, Adam? Are you still... Report in. Yeah. Have you been outside we selecting? We need an update. I am an outside urinal selector. I can I can say that confidently now. Uh, You've been reformed. I have. Well, that episode served its purpose then. That's what uh, we exactly. were That's why we do it. Changing one life at a time. That's right. Well, I'm, I'm glad we could help you out there, Adam. And uh, this next clip is actually of Adam, too, from episode 11, The Struggle is Real. This okay. is where we um, taught Adam about a little-known sporting event called the Olympics. I'm going to go with the Olympics. I love the Olympics. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, I just I love, I love sports in general, and I know not everyone in the Olympics is doing it for their country, but I like to believe that they are, and I love when they stand on top of the podium. Yeah, sweet, good pick. Yeah, what category does that fall under again? Uh, Say sports, sports, probably. Okay, okay, sorry. Yeah. Are you familiar with the Olympics, Adam? <laughs> I am. <laughs> I just didn't see any it's athletic endeavors. I didn't see sports on. The <laughs> Those list. are just ideas, Adam. Just suggestions. Oh, I, I just got here. That's all right. you, <laughs> still got, you still got some time to think, Adam. Well, I think we've spent enough time making fun of me and my uh, <laughs> selections and my knowledge of the Olympics or lack thereof. It is fun, though. It yeah, it is. <laughs> it's, it's really one of the highlights. Why I show up. <laughs> Uh, you know, going back to our very first episode for a second, uh, fears, failures, and vasectomies, um, you know, full disclosure, a term we've often used in this podcast, um, we didn't know what we were doing and, um, we only had a couple mics. Maybe you've noticed that the audio has improved, or at least I hope it's improved. I believe it has. Um, so we do this in my bonus room to set it up and we do it around a card table and we do it uh, sitting in chairs that are reserved generally for my dining room table. And uh, I say that to say that Daniel had, well, he had a little bit of an accident in his. Uh, you know, luckily I had a good parents and friends and teachers that, you know, help you through that. I wasn't going to end up naked in a bell tower with a sniper <laughs> rifle, anything like that. So I was... Uh, Not yet. I had a good... I had a good uh, that's a good support system. So the sound you just heard, I think, was Daniel leaning back in one of Adam's chairs. I don't know if it broke. Uh, Daniel, can you give us an update on what's going yeah, on over there? The, the chair is still sturdy. I'm staying in it. It did crack a little bit. I'm not sure exactly where. Uh, Adam, I promise I will get some wood glue. I will, I will uh, remedy the situation somehow. I don't know what happened, but... Uh, I'm, I'm probably going to have to spend some more time with Lance now and go to the gym way more often than I currently do, which is 0.0 times a week. Maybe the chair was a little too high for you, Daniel. <laughs> I'm looking at the, the look on Adam's face right now is that that could be a family heirloom. He was, he had a, a deep sense of concern about that chair. We'll start a, we'll start a GoFundMe. Oh my gosh. So. Uh, in case you were wondering, the chair didn't completely break. Although I am still waiting on that bottle of wood glue, Daniel. But I think we're gonna we're gonna forge on without it there. So, and that chair is still somewhere in the rotation. It, it is. And we it's don't know which chair, chair it is. And you never wait. know until you lean back. Yeah, it's like Russian roulette of chairs. Things sound like a firecracker going off. <laughs> An honorable mention to Jansen's bell tower comment. Uh, yeah, oh my yes, God. <laughs> another Jansen zinger. That's right. All right, so this next little outtake is is pretty interesting. This came in our Halloween episode, episode 18, Halloween hijinks. And we were partaking in a blind candy test that I might add I won. If that was my greatest victory on the <laughs> full podcast. Disclosure. Full disclosure. But uh, it turns out um, Daniel's chair wasn't the only thing exploding, as we learn in this blindfolded candy tasting test. So let's see what Adam can do here. He can pull, right. could really pull ahead here. All right. Man, he's go. already eaten. Okay, got it. All right. Oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> Call his dentist. Do you, are you, is your, do you well, still have a your, tooth? Was that your molar <laughs> splitting in two? Why did you bite it so hard? And that's been the common that's denominator. Oh, <laughs> 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 
Oh my god. Full, full disclosure, there are some hard pieces of candy <laughs> in the bag. Clearly. <laughs> Adam um Wait, he's got to decipher okay. between the candy I'm and the I'm not his sure how all this is playing. Adam <laughs> is like hunched over. <laughs> He's well away from his microphone. He's <laughs> currently tasting that piece of tooth. He's trying I'm just to just making sure all my teeth are still in my mouth. <laughs> so, Adam, have you uh, have you now met your dental deductible for the year uh, after I, that episode? I am happy to report it was not a tooth. Uh, it happened to be a gobstopper, as a matter of fact, that I thought might have been a really soft, chewy piece of candy, and it was the complete opposite. So, happy to report, teeth are still intact. <laughs> I don't think we can emphasize how loud that was. I mean, when you're hearing it on the podcast, it sounds loud, but actually hearing it yeah. in your headphones, it was like 10 times louder. Yeah. It was amazing. I mean, it stopped the show. It, it, might have had, it might have had something to do with the fact that you guys were blindfolded and, yeah. and your oh, yeah. hearing, yeah. Was well, hearing was heightened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of our, uh, our outtakes, uh, that was probably our favorite outtake that actually made the air. But what you're about to hear now is our funniest outtake that actually never made it to the air and uh this one actually came from episode 15 the back to school episode we were talking about uh i think favorite teachers Mm -hmm. was uh, what we were talking about and adam got a got a case of the giggles going on so (laughs) let's take a listen when i've always loved history american history especially and we had a american history teacher's name was mr wood that was probably still the best teacher even through college that i ever had he he had he loved what he taught had an affinity for it. I connected with it. Everybody hated history but me, and I just really connected with him. And and I, I, We're supposed to be serious. I said the man's name, and Adam's over here laughing because his name's Wood. <laughs> Would you like me to change his name? His name was Mr. Stump. Does oh that make it better? Right. I, don't, I don't know why that. Sorry. The man's name was John Paul Wood. That was his name. But, no, he was a great, great teacher. It was... Yeah, I mean, he was just good. Went in depth with it. It was a lot of fun. I name. bet he did. His, his <laughs> name was Mr. Wood. I bet he did go in depth. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> keeping that in, Adam. I'm going to introduce you to Mr. Wood. <laughs> All right, next All right. person. Back on the rails. <clears throat> All right, let's roll. So I got to go with uh, – uh, Miss Head, uh, Miss Head. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> are y'all making this? Are y'all making this? Uh, <laughs> didn't even catch it. Just go through your mind when you were about to say it didn't, this. No, it didn't. I never even caught it. <laughs> I thought you were just joking. Oh, <laughs> I'm not sure why it didn't make it to there the first time. Yeah, I don't know why. Ooh, it's quality. We might have had a hyena in the room there. <laughs> yeah. Ryan's voice reached a level that I'd never heard on this podcast before. He sounded like a completely different person. It's fantastic. <laughs> I, I mentioned earlier that Yoda was the hardest I laughed, but I, I stand corrected. Yeah. It was definitely that I'd kind of almost forgotten about that, I, that outtake, full disclosure, but gosh, that was so funny. Mr. Just the fact of you're oblivious to the what you said. Oh, I, I had no idea. <laughs> I thought I thought I literally thought Ryan was playing a joke. Like, I, I thought that's what happened. And I was like, ha, good one. But no, he was serious. So hands down, that was one of the top uh, two or three funniest moments uh, of our podcast. Yeah, no doubt. But not every moment's been that funny. In fact, there's some that aren't funny at all. Listen to this clip where uh, Kyle and I found out something that we wish we didn't know. That has to be the hardest thing to do, is stand there fully clothed, pissing yourself. Well, that brings up another topic. It was do kind you, of liberating. I don't know. Do you not pee in the pool? No. Ooh. No, no. Come on now. I'm calling. Okay, calm. okay, okay. Well, Scenario. <laughs> Scenario. You're on a rafting trip uh, for four hours, and you're floating down a river drinking whatever. You don't, you don't go to the bathroom? Yeah, I'll pee in a river. But you you said you haven't peed in water and like standing up and like since no I mean I haven't peed on myself I peed in the ocean last week wait I want to go back to the <laughs> I'm so confused I want to go back to the whole pool thing you don't pee in the pool either no 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 I'm Ryan doesn't peer. either never yeah, no in the pool. that's e- a contained everybody water pees in the pool. everybody I thought I thought that was a known oh, yeah. fact yeah it, Daniel we're still on the pool s- party on Sunday right? yeah sure <laughs> come on over okay. I guarantee Extra I will peed in it at some point that day <laughs> I'm, not, I'm a non pee in the pool yeah. are y'all serious y'all I'll pee in the, the lake I'll pee in the ocean if if I have to like if I literally can't hold it yeah it sounds not like just going reckless abandon so so if there's literally a bathroom like a bath house next to the pool you're gonna pee in the pool 
it just depends yeah. on what you feel like. That take too long to answer. Something. It depends. Yeah. So yeah, that if you're in the middle of a heated volleyball game, you know, you it, it, it depends on the cleanliness of said bathroom. Like if it's like a outhouse out there and it's just nasty. And you're peeing where other people are swimming, and you're worried about the cleanliness of the bathroom. I mean. I guess I grew up like of all the things that have been said on this podcast. This is the most shocking. It's to me. disturbing, really, really because is. the whole wiping thing was no shocking thing to me. <laughs> when you're when you're yeah, swimming in the episodes. in the ocean or in the lake, that is way dirtier and oh, nastier you could easily than pee in the lake. Yeah, That's a swimming pool, even I'm, with urine flowing. I'm diluting it out like trillions oh, yeah. of gallons. One drop. We're per in a contained environment. Ten trillion gallons. Yeah. Yeah. I just but the chemicals inside the pool yeah. kill anything on. I mean, it's it's way easier to kill bacteria to kill whatever. Yeah, there's some logic there. The That's what I grew up thinking is that all the chemicals in the pool just kill the pee, so it doesn't matter. I don't. I'm no scientist, but I have to think that takes a minute. So I'm standing next to you, and I feel a warm <laughs> pocket. You have pissed on me, and I'm not good with that. Anyways, I'm, well, we're the minority. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, so, well, doesn't surprise oof. me. Now, peeing into the pool from out of the pool is a different thing. Like, that's a little... <laughs> yeah. no, well, you might as well. Is that frowned yeah. upon? Yeah. Yeah, you might as so well. Is little... So is pooping in yeah. the pool. <laughs> At least there's, you'll have a line somewhere. There's chemicals. Yeah. <laughs> as a guy that has swim in a pool with everybody in this room, I'm still not over it. I'm still... I have been urinated on by friends in this room, and I'm not okay with it. Uh, my stance Never hasn't softened, softened either. No, now. not at all. Well, that's about enough peeing in the pool talk. And besides, everybody knows the chemicals kills the pee. It's science. So, moving on. From the same episode, episode 12, Road Etiquette, Tire Kicking and Pool Urination. This next clip is, clip is actually uh, my personal favorite story that Ryan told about what happens to his clothes on the way back from a long road trip. Biggest mistake of my life was driving back from Salada, Colorado to Nashville by myself straight. Oh, oh. How long did that drive? It was about like 19 hours. Oh, that's misery. It that's was misery. Crazy. I had to hang my head out the window. I got about 30 minutes. <laughs> like a dog. <laughs> like a dog. Ace yeah. Ventura driving down the road. <laughs> I got about 30 minutes from home and a, I had a truck. And a, uh, I guess a Rubbermaid was in the back with some clothes. The lid came off. <laughs> clothes started flying out on the interstate. And I was like, screw, screw it. I, I don't care. Yeah, I I'm don't gonna... care. I was so tired. <laughs> I think the longest I've went is 12 or 13 hours, and that was misery. I don't yeah. know how you made it by yourself. I, I won't do it again. Oof. It's a wonder you're even here to tell that story. I really, I really got Adam laughing. I'm still over there. thinking about your clothes, Bob. <laughs> a pair of big white underwear smacking somebody's windshield. I watched them peeling out of there one at a time. <laughs> Finally, got low enough where the air couldn't yeah. suck them out anymore. Uh, there goes my favorite shirt. Oh, there goes my favorite. Oh. That's awesome. <laughs> oh man, I'm sure that made some of the other drivers uh, around me very happy yeah. that day. Oh man, nothing like a pair of whitey tidy smacking. Suddenly, you, you were, suddenly you were the only one on the road. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I still can't get over Ryan just just watching his clothes just fly out go. the window. Just letting them go. And reaching that point where like, oh, they stopped going yeah. out. That's okay, pretty awesome. Good. Yeah, good. <laughs> Not a care in the world. Of course, I guess when you're like a bachelor, you don't really have like the nicest clothes in the world to begin with. Nothing valuable is yeah. in there. Screw it. So speaking of trips, uh, we heard about one of Kyle's trips in the Happy Memorial Day America episode. He had a little medical problem that mm. he and now the rest of us will never forget. I got to quit being so honest on this podcast. <laughs> I've got the worst case of hemorrhoids in human history. So I'm in the middle of a. I, I don't know if this is the right time for me to learn this, but exactly what is a hemorrhoid? I've never had so, one. It's like Doctor Binkley's yeah, on the it's, yeah. It's basically. Do I need to WebMD this? Or yeah, you it's tell probably me? it's okay. probably better that you WebMD it for our <laughs> listeners' sake. But it's basically. A small part of your colon decides it needs to come out. It's okay, just like enough. a polyp thing. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's out instead of in. There'll be uh, illustrations on our social media <laughs> yeah. later on today. So we're scheduled to go on like a tour of Jamaica where you get in this tour van. We're riding all over the place. Well, you can imagine the roads in Jamaica are not what I'd call good. They are bad at best. I can attest to this. I've been to Jamaica yeah. two or three times, and it's like a roller coaster. Yes. I mean, you you drive in a pothole, come out of that pothole, driving another pothole. Like 30 minutes in, I'm hovering over my seat because, you know, if anybody's had hemorrhoids, it's it, you just cannot sit down. So we get 
back to the last stop, and the guy's like, all right, we're about 10, 15 minutes away from being having y'all back at the resort. And I, I ease up to the front, and I'm like, dude, do y'all have, like, Walgreens or some sort of pharmacy or something? He's like, well, what do you, what do you need? I said, dude, I'm just going to put this to you bluntly. I've got the worst case of hemorrhoids I've ever had <laughs> that anybody's ever had. you got to get me to some sort of pharmacy, and I don't know what I'm going to get there, but i got to have something. So he drops me off at this local Jamaican pharmacy, and whatever's floating through your mind right now is exactly what you think. It's like, I can't believe I'm going into this place. And it's one of those, you open the door, and everybody slowly turns and looks at you like, what are you doing here? So I go back to this corner that's got some ointments and cream that they've had probably since the 70s. So you don't even want to check the dates on anything. You just Yeah, just give me that. So I spent the next two or three days in Jamaica trying to treat the worst case of that so we get back home and i tell jessica i'm like we got you got to take me to the doctor so we go to the urgent care clinic the, the doctor in there is about 60 or 65 years old of course probably go, very familiar with hemorrhoids yes that's the doc i've got he's like yep yeah no surprise he's well, i'm gonna put you up on the table and examine you i kid you not and my wife was in there she can attest to this this 65 year old doctor gets down there starts the exam goes holy crap that's the worst hemorrhoids i've ever seen in my life he confirmed it <laughs> yes worst case worst case holy crap is not a word you ever want to hear your doctor no that so, or gross yeah well, was this a jamaican doctor because yeah. i'm just imagining somebody saying this in a jamaican no accent. no no, no. Oh, this is really crap, funny man. i was holy not, crap, i was not even about to go to a jamaican doctor i would just die at the resort before i would do that i got back home and like i said i, I got to this doctor don't worry man don't, have you. don't worry i'll fix it for you yeah i don't know why my jamaican just sounded russian but. yeah yeah, <laughs> Vlad off was in Russia. Just do accents. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Boris. Yeah, Boris, the <laughs> Jamaican doctor. Well, I'd like to say that that doesn't bring back terrible memories, but it does. I still, I still see that old doctor's face when he said, "Oh crap, that's the worst case of hemorrhoids I've ever seen." <laughs> I'm not sure that I won't have long-term ramifications for that. I'm doing okay now. I haven't had any more of those problems, but maybe when I turn 50, it'll just all fall apart your hemorrhoids will fall apart or your yeah, probably all of it well, my, my favorite part all other it. than your russian uh, uh, <laughs> vlad, so good. russian vlad the jamaican doctor it's just the it's the visualization of you being crouched up in that van oh it was uh, trying to worst. avoid any you know any pressure on, on, on the back end. oh and like i said that's we've been to a few foreign countries like on cruises and stuff jamaica was the worst place i've ever been for an infrastructure and that and the vans might as well been wooden benches i mean they were like seats but you know it's the metal you can feel they just put cloth over metal and it's you're just riding in there and dude's doing 35 mile an hour on a road you shouldn't be doing 15 on man i just remember god i'm never i'm this is where i'm gonna die I'm, next to horseback pretty much the, oh, the worst uh, riding yes, conditions you yes. could have. i'm not even sure a horse would have been as bad as this van was but yeah that was a terrible time in my life well as we've we've went back and forth with some of our funnier moments that we've had and our best laughs really and truly what i'm most proud of um is some of the things we've talked about in some of our interviews we've had and some of the deeper topics we get into um you know guys like we talked about infertility early on um of course we talked we interviewed with john harris and he had a lot of inspirational things to say mm-hmm. yeah i talked about you know our marriages and some of the struggles we've had <clears throat> we're not completely juvenile no not, not all the time and i think there there was a couple things that really stood out to me and the, and the first thing was was uh episode 19 when we talked about jackson jones journey um that that's obviously a topic that hits close to all of us uh that that's dealing with somebody that's near and dear to our heart and this clip hit home with me more than anything we've done over 21 episodes or 22 episodes wherever we're at now this this still sticks with me and will probably always stick with me the rest of my life what what lance had to say in this clip I mean, I think y'all all can agree being a dad is the greatest thing in the world. I felt like I it's what I was meant to do like my whole entire life and that's why like I'm am so angry with with God sometimes because I'm like this is what my whole life was leading up to and now you're telling me that my son's only going to be here for a short time. I'm like, no, it's not going to happen. Um and well, in, in full disclosure, he's not telling you that. Yeah. I'm, doctors are telling you yeah, that. Yeah, doctors are telling me that. And I, and it's kind of like, I'm, I guess my thought on it is, I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to keep on doing what I'm doing, and which is giving like everything that I have to making sure that 
Jackson is happy and that he's healthy and that we're giving him the medicine, everything he's supposed to be doing. Like I'm, you know, we're doing everything, everything we can to make sure he's, he's on the right path. And I'm kind of like, God, anytime you want to step in and just (laughs) take this disease away from him, go right ahead. And I, you know, I I believe it's going to happen. I think it's just a matter of time. Something I wanted to say too is when we started this podcast, Lance is probably the person I knew the least out of this group. Um, and I've grown to, to love Lance. He's, he is one of the most genuine guys, will tell you exactly. You don't have to guess how Lance feels. He, he, <clears throat> I've said this before, but him and his wife are probably two of the nicest people that I've ever met. I've never heard either one of them say a bad word about any anybody. And you guys would just have to be around and know the story of Jackson to know how phenomenal of parents they are. You know, not only in just raising their their children, but the extra things they have to do for Jackson to make sure he's he's good and he he's okay is is above and beyond what any of us have to do as parents. So, you know, that was something that I really got out of this episode was was my love for Lance and Timmy grew out of out of knowing more about their story and more about Jackson's story. So, that was probably my proudest moment of this whole podcast was was diving deep into their story and, and getting a glance at what Lance's and Timmy's relationship with God is. I appreciate that, Kyle, and I, I totally agree. It's kind of neat how this podcast has actually kind of brought us together closer as friends than I feel like normal interactions would have would have done so, like if we were just, you know, in a life group or something like that, which we are, Yeah, that's how this podcast started. But this podcast, in a way, has brought us closer together, which is cool. But, <laughs> but speaking of just, you know, parenting and and people that we've had on the podcast that have touched us um i think the most impactful at least for me was when uh we had cameron on the podcast talking about her daughter cora so we just want to play a clip from episode 17 dealing with loss and the real thing that kind of gave away the fright was that she the nurse went out into the lobby and got my husband because at this point Mm -hmm. it was just me and she went and got him Pete out of the lobby and brought him back. And when he walked into the room, he looked like he had seen a ghost. I mean, he was just so panicked looking. And I didn't know if she had told him anything or if he was reading that from me because I looked mm-hmm. scared out of my mind. I, do, I didn't react when he walked in. I didn't smile or say anything. I was just staring ahead like I'm confused. And then to kind of get to the hard part and the obvious what happened is the the doctor with the ultrasound did the ultrasound and he just said i'm sorry something's happened i forget the impact that that episode had until you hear something like that again and she is an amazing young woman and her to be able to come on and tell that story it still just absolutely shakes me to my core you know and i had a good friend of mine tell me um when we set that episode up that he wasn't planning on listening to it and um because it is it is it was a tough episode and as you've probably noticed most of the episodes that we do are kind of humorous or or juvenile as we do and so that was kind of a serious episode and um anyway he listened to it and he said man i'm really glad i did it it added a lot of perspective um and uh so we'd encourage you to listen to that too that was again uh cameron dunlap talking about dealing with loss episode 17. when we record episodes some things get lost on you that's uh, you know full disclosure here when I went back and listened to that, our finished product when it was released, I, I've, that's the only really time I find myself crying and listening to something we done because it's just, you know, any of us could, you, you can stand to put yourself in that position when she's talking to us. She's so articulate and, and tells the story so well that you can literally insert yourself into her position and think, what in the world? I mean, how in the world, A, is she even talking about this? And B, how do you survive something like that? I mean, you put yourself in her shoes. It's just hard to fathom what her life has been like since then. But so much thanks to her for articulating her story and, and telling that story. I'd say probably for me, I got the most feedback from our audience about about mm-hmm. that particular episode. That in the Jackson episode is that's probably the two things I'm most proud of of those two. Yeah, and I, I just liked how Cameron, like, not only was it part of her healing process, but she was doing it to help others heal. Mm-hmm. And I think for, for me, looking back on the year, we've laughed a ton. I've gotten closer to you guys. Um, those are amazing things. But it's all those little stories that we talk about during the week where somebody reached out to us that 
I would say that the Lord used what we did or what someone on our podcast did in some way uh, to impact their lives. And I know I remember Adam, you saying something early on. Uh, you were like, "I'm confident that uh, the Lord put us together to do this for a reason." Mm-hmm. And we don't always know what those reasons are or why. Most of them we probably don't. But just knowing that He's working in in the little ways that we've seen is is uh, truly encouraging for me and probably my the thing that I hold. Uh, most close to my heart for what we've done this last year mm-hmm. yeah and you know it's always been our motto too that whether we have one or a million listeners as long as something we say touches somebody's life or makes a difference whether that's a goofy story that makes them laugh when they're having a hard day or a story like like lance or, or cameron tell that that you're struggling with something that's similar to that or, or a, a, a big thing going on in your life and you hear somebody tell that story and it affects your life that's our whole goal with the podcast is just, like I said, if we just reach one person and make their day a little better or help them to understand how to deal with some grief or cope with some things going on in their life, we've more than accomplished our goal with this podcast. Thank you for all your uh, support. Uh, thank you for listening. And uh, mm-hmm. we've, we've had a blast uh, sharing with you guys this year in 2019. And we'll look forward to, to doing it again in 2020. Well, yeah. we got some great content coming. got some good interviews coming up, so stay tuned for right. Season 2 of Common Denominator. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And two. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays Merry to Christmas, all our listeners. Guys. Filthy animal. <laughs> <laughs>that's going to do it for today's episode thank you so much for listening the denominators are ryan smith kyle binkley lance jones and me adam ray thanks to chet roberts for providing our music if you like what you heard please hit that subscribe button and tell a friend you can also find us on instagram facebook and twitter at common pod that's c-o-m-m-e-n-p-o-d and if you have a question or a comment for our group or you'd like to submit an idea for a future podcast please email us at commondenominators at gmail.com. That's C-O-M-M-E-N denominators at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening.